Welcome back to another A Seat at the Table podcast with your boy Lawrence Green. I'm here with a whole squad full of folks today. Um, we got <laughs> we got Bianca here, y'all already know from season one. We got Dante from social media. We got his wife here, Azalea. We got Brooke Mages, y'all already know. We got Mod, Mo Digger from the convo with Mo. We even got, what you going by today, J- we got Froggy Raw, Froggy Raw on the podcast today, and uh, so I spe- we we gonna uh, talk about a whole bunch of stuff a little bit later. But right now we're gonna interview our uh, our main special guest. Um, her name is Anissa, also known as Reminis. I be in the future, but I love to reminisce. <laughs> and uh, she uh, she's a, a friend of mine. Uh, well, I'm going to just let her talk and introduce herself. Hey, everybody. I'm Anissa from I Reminisce, my blog. Um, you can find my blog at www.ireminisce.com. That's R-E-M-I-N-I-S-S.com. You can find me on social media, too, at um, on Instagram at underscore underscore reminisce and think on Snap. It's just reminisce. I don't know, but... It's all reminisce. I'm reminisce everywhere. <laughs> but yeah, I know Lawrence from college. Well, I actually know Lawrence from high school. We went to high school together. Um, I came to Freedom in 11th grade. I was super, no, in 12th grade. I was super depressed. I was like literally hating life. <laughs> and Lawrence, I think, was your locker undermined? Or Jana's locker was undermined. And then Lawrence was like Jana's friend. So when we all became friends, we all had to stat together. But I was just like, Oh my gosh, I was so depressed. But then we went to college, like, I still knew Lawrence, we all went to school together, and then, I don't know, like, we just still were just all just friends, and Lawrence is always trying to get us to come to Bible study all the time, <laughs> down there, and Schaefer, at the bottom of Schaefer, he'd be like, y'all need to come to Bible study, y'all need, we'd be like, no, Lawrence, we don't want to go, and now, look at us now, like, that's crazy, it's literally crazy, I'll be thinking about it all the time, just like, it's crazy. <laughs> Uh, it's so crazy because I remember when, like, I always felt, like, really depressed my first freshman year because, like, uh, like they were the two people that I had brought from high school and the people I loved hanging around. And it'd be like, it would suck that they wouldn't come. And so, like, I have, like, mad prayer journals oh, really? where it's like, um, Lord, I want you to save. It was, like, my roommate. It was our friend from, uh, two of our friends from high school and Anissa. And it was so awesome when you hit me up years later and was just like, hey, I started this, um, this blog. And when you just start, and I remember reading one of your first blogs and you were talking about Christ. And I was just like, and then you were like, yeah, I want to know a church in Richmond, da, 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 da. Yeah, because, like, honestly, like, I started going through so much stuff, like, after college. Like, honestly, like, for me, college wasn't even, like, the experience that I ever even wanted it to be. And then after school was over, like, you expect to just get a job and, like, you're just like, oh, I have my degree, like, hire me. But it's not even like that. Like, it's not like that. Like, literally, I've had to even change my whole career. Like, I'm about to go back to school for massage therapy. Like, my undergrad's in, in marketing. So, literally, like, I'm about to go back to school next month. I got a job at, like, a spa. I've been doing, like, sales and marketing ever since school's over, and I hated it. I hated, like, just being around people that's, like, cursing me out all the time and just being rude. And I just couldn't do it anymore, like, just dealing with people's energies all day. And I was like, I need a different career that I can, like, be myself and just be a nice person and be the person that I know that I am when I'm not dealing with other people's drama all day. So, like, 
you know, during that time period when I was, like, going through so much stuff, I just kept getting little signs to just go to church. Like, honestly, I would be at Enterprise, some random person would, like, give me their card for church, and then, like, I'd be taking somebody home, and they'd just randomly start, like, preaching to me and stuff, and I'd be like, this is getting crazy. And when I was living in Forest Hill, there was a church, like, right around the corner from me, and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna go up in there, because I was having some really dark days, like, I was in a bad relationship, like, I was really just, like, I don't know what I'm doing, I don't know who I am, I don't know, like, what's, what's next, like, and it was just crazy, because I just felt like I was, like, getting beckoned, like, to come to church, and I was just, like, every time I went in there, they were just preaching about stuff that was literally just on my mind already, and I'd be, like, hmm, like, I think this is definitely for me today, you know, and like I would leave always feeling so uplifted. So like I really just started trying to find a church that I actually like to go to. Like for me, church, I like, you know, having a nice choir because through music for me is like when I really just start feeling like the Holy Ghost, like it has to have good music for me and just good people. Like I don't want to be in a place where everybody's like too forceful or anything like that, but like more like welcoming and you know, more of, like, open arms instead of, like, coming at me, so, like, it took me a while to find a church here in Richmond, but I've been going to, um, Antioch Baptist Church, it's, like, on New Market Road. Shout out to them. So, I really like that church, like, I've, I've been going there maybe for, like, a few months, like, maybe, like, three months on and off, like, but I really like it, the choir is getting better, everybody is, like, <laughs> always in the audience, like, singing and stuff with the choir, so it's really nice, and when the spirit gets in there, it's really honestly crazy I'd be like oh my goodness you know how you can tell when the choir starts getting the spirit and they just automatically start singing like little angels and you're just like oh my gosh (laughs) so it's crazy but it's been quite a journey honestly like and I just I'm just grateful because I know God put Lawrence in my life to plant that seed you know in me and when it was time I was ready you know so I just I'm grateful for everything that's you know been happening lately a lot of opportunities a lot of just people falling onto my path like that I never thought would be back on my path and just like ultimately like leading me forward which is like what I'm really grateful for can you just tell us just a little bit about your blog um tell us about it and why people should check you out yeah so my blog like I started my blog probably around like this time last year I think it was like maybe November last year and I've like been you know playing around trying to find like my niche and just like my writing style and everything but like honestly I feel like my blog the main little like um themes of my blog is like nostalgia like reflection growth and really just like looking back on things that you've been through in life and trying to like move forward from them how you learn from like your old habits your own mistakes how you learn from god how you know it's just like i just try to just speak about real life because honestly i never really thought like things in my life were that significant but honestly there's people always out there that can relate to you and want to relate to you want to just like help for like going through the same types of things and lately, like, well, recently I had, like, a really bad incident where I shared on my blog, and a lot of people were, like, I was honestly surprised at the people who came to me telling me that they've been through similar things or, you know, just thanking me for coming out sharing my story just for helping somebody. Like, for me, it wasn't, like, a cry for help. It was more of, like, this happened to me. Like, it sucks, but, hey, like, this is how I'm moving forward. This is what I'm doing. So, like, that's really what I try to put in my blog. I think, like, the tone of the blog is almost like kind of like Carrie Bradshaw, Sex and City. Like, that's kind of how I like to keep it, just like really conversational and like light and fun. But I like to mix it up. Like, I have like word on there sometimes. Like, some days I want to talk about like a scripture I heard in church or something, or like, you know, a quote that I saw that's meaningful. Just try to like motivate people, inspire others, like help people learn how to grow through experience and like self healing and all that kind of stuff. So, you should definitely check out my blog. I'm working really hard on it. 
I have a lot of things going on that I'm trying to do to expand my um to expand my brand. So everybody just be on the lookout because I'm moving in silence right now. I'm not okay. saying too much because I don't want to like you know. I don't want everybody to know what I'm doing, but when I'm ready, like, y'all are all gonna, you're gonna see. So, make sure you check out my blog, www.ireminis.com. You can find me on social media as well, so follow me there. And on Facebook, I just created my Ireminis Facebook page, so you guys can keep up on there and follow me. I try to, um, well, I'm just working slowly on the Facebook page, but, you know, I still have some fan base, so I got a few followers on there. So, just check me out and go like my page. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, Reminisce. Now we switching it over. We got a lit popping topic for y'all. We about to switch it over real quick. Uh, all right. So basically, me and Bianca were having a conversation. We were discussing that um, just about celibacy and being a born again virgin. And when uh, uh, just like when do you tell Bay that you know you didn't slept with you know you didn't had not only one husband for five husbands you know what I'm saying are uh, you been with Jack Sue and Billy you know uh, do you tell them when they ask do you tell them a little bit do you disclose it all we're just going to be talking about all things celibacy all things born again virgin uh, born again virgin and so um Bianca you want to what you was telling us a little bit before we got started Okay, so um, we were basically talking about um, virginhood and born-again virginhood. And um, somebody definitely brought up the question, what is a born-again a born virgin? So, I mean, me, you know, personally, my view on it is when you come to Christ and you decide not to have sex again. But then somebody brought up the what-if-you-fall topic. So, um, yeah. I, I'm sorry, can I just chime in? Because, like, I feel like this is a good topic because I honestly just finished reading a book called um, The Man God Has For You. And I'm kind of, like, in this position right now because with my ex-boyfriend, I came to him and told him, you know, I want to be celibate because, like, you know, just thinking about things that happen and, like, you know, I guess bad things that come about when you're in a relationship and you're, like, having sex before a marriage. And it's like, there was no growth. And I kept on thinking, like, why aren't we growing? Like, why isn't our relationship prospering like none of the seeds that we're planting are like growing like nothing that we do is like working and I'm like maybe it's because like this is what's going on so I honestly think it's like I mean I feel like it happens to a lot of people you end up coming to coming to Christ and you're just you're looking at things differently now you're just like all right maybe I should live a little bit more righteously you know and maybe things will start going in my in my direction or happening for me better you know so I honestly think it's a good idea and it's something that I've been really practicing to myself and I'm just like that's why I got a I got a cat now. <laughs> I got no, so a lot of stuff going <laughs> I got a lot of stuff going on and I'm just like, you know what? I'm done with that for right now. I'm just gonna be me and the next person I'm gonna be with, if they're not trying to put a ring on it, then no. Like it's just not worth it, in all honesty, because it just leads you down a just big winding black hole. <laughs> So I want to know what is like the purpose of saying you're a born again virgin rather than saying, oh, I'm celibate. Yeah. And that's where um, that's where the topic of virgin, non-virginhood shaming comes in. People call themselves born again, born again virgins, because if you're forgiven, I mean, essentially you should be viewed as 
a version. So that's why people say born again version, because, you know, some people like highly praise versions and stuff like that. And sometimes it could cause people that lost their virginity and decide to move in celibacy to feel shame because they're not a virgin anymore. Um, I feel like it's all about approach too, um, because if you're shaming, because me, I, I don't go to people and be like, I'm a born again, a born again virgin. I just be like, yo, I'm practicing celibacy. I'm not having sex till I get marriage. I made this promise to God after I was having sex and I came to Christ. Like you know what I'm saying? So it's like I think it's about approach. And if you're just honest with people to be like, oh no, like I don't have sex, and then if they want to start asking questions, then I can explain. But for me, I'm just like, yeah, I'm waiting till I get married. Oh, what what prompted that, Jesus? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I already know kind of like what you were saying. And I said, like, I know that it's going to take me down a black hole. I know it's going to be a stumbling block. I know it's going to cause confusion. I'm going to be all emotional. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and I think the problem is the shaming comes in because people don't know how to relate because they just all of a sudden get high and mighty on a high horse. And that's not how you're able to relate to people to become, like, relatable. And then also to make it, like, an easier process to help somebody like get to where I you know where I got mm-hmm. you just make it known like this is facts it's hard yes yeah. but Jesus yeah people may think it's like I think people may think it's like easy or you're like having an easy time or whatever but like I don't think it's easy at all and it's I feel like it's something you have to work like definitely probably have to work on and keep on moving toward you know I ask for God to just help me like I know that this is stuff that comes up and just like I just be like can you help me you know sometimes Sometimes that's just what you got to do, but it's definitely not easy, you know. And for me personally, it was it was a self-condemnation thing. Like, I was feeling bad about it. And, you know, I definitely, you know, tell myself the truth about God and the truth about word and his forgiveness and his grace so that I can have a healthy self-esteem and I can view God in the right way. So in order for me to cope with that, you know, I basically told myself it's never too late to wait. So even if you have fell and if you have stumbled and you, you know, fornicated, it's never too late for you to start over and wait. So that's just how I deal with my self-esteem and my perception of God. Another question for the table. Okay, so then now you're you're in a relationship. You are, you know, whatever you are, you're celibate or, yeah, you're celibate and you're getting ready. You're in like a courtship or you're in a relationship and you're trying to go towards marriage. How much of your past do you disclose? I mean, does it really matter? You know, because, you know, the Bible talks about, you know. You know, keep no record of wrong new uh, of wrongdoing. You know, I'm a new creature in Christ, so old things passed away. So I'm a new creature. So, yeah, I think I think personally, like my opinion, I feel like you should disclose everything to your to your partner because they may have questions. They may want to know like your general pattern of history and all that kind of stuff. So. For me and my wife, um, we I had to lay everything on the table. That was something that was important to us because we we actually started dating when we were sixteen, and then we had many different phases. So you know, we were together, then we both were just doing stupid stuff, mainly me. Then we came to Christ, and I was still we cause we kind of had the transition process where we didn't we didn't know like we weren't fully in, fully in, and then we finally was like, all right, we're gonna try. So I had to kind of give her a backlog of every single thing from high school to college and all that kind of stuff. And she had to make the decision that she wanted to move forward. So for me, it felt it almost felt freeing to be able to 
share all of that so that you can then move forward. Because I feel like you're going to always have something in your mind like, yo, I did this thing and I never confessed it or I never told her. So she may not have the full opportunity to love me completely because, you know, she still she still hasn't. I haven't given her the opportunity to say, you know what, because you did this, I either don't want to be here or I forgive you or, I, you know. So I think just overall walking in honesty and just being having integrity, it can always get you as far as you can. And for me, for me, it was um, it was challenging because we were at a, 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 a very good point in our relationship. And she asked me a question like she just was like. Yo, we Dante. Actually, we were actually about to. You were about to propose to me. Yeah. Like, and it was like at that cuff that I asked you this question. And she asked me, "Did you?" I think you said something like, "So yeah, whatever happened with this person?" And I was like, "Yo, I could either just be like, yo, can we just move forward?'" <laughs> or I could like tell her the truth and just be completely honest and open, which is what I ended up doing. And it actually, we ended up breaking up and wow. ended up being like a. A bad situation, but God was able to use it and kind of have us go through this process of just starting completely over. And then now, yeah, 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 exactly. So then everything was able to be reconciled, and now we're here. Exactly what happened? Oh, and uh, oh gosh, (laughs) no, I was just saying that Dwayne ended up being part of that reconciliation aspect because I had had a dream in the midst of all this, and I was like, okay, I am done with him this is officially over. I don't want to do nothing with him. God, you must have sent the wrong person. Like, this is not the person that you told me that I'm supposed to marry. You made a mistake. And then I had had a dream um, that, like, we had been broken up for a couple, I don't even know how long. And I had a dream in regards, because he kept trying, 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 trying. Yo, I was in the fetal position, like, yo, she got to take me back. I was in my room. Nah, because he messed up. Like, oh, my God. The girls, I was, it was just <laughs> But I had a dream, and I saw Christ, and I saw him on the cross, and it was so vivid. And I, you know, I just couldn't, like, I couldn't understand what was going on, and I shared it with Dwayne, and Dwayne actually gave me the revelation to the dream and basically shared with me, like, Karina, you ever thought about, like, that being you need to forgive Dante and take him back? And I was like, dang. <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, I've been on like the other spectrum of that where I was like, mm, man, they don't need to know everything. You feel me? It's like, Mwah, man, like I'm saved. And to be honest, like God will force you. Yeah. Like God is yeah. gonna force that stuff out of you. Like He doesn't care. Like sis or bro. Like <laughs> just He gonna force it. Like He's gonna bring scenarios and situations where it's gonna keep coming up and it's gonna yeah. keep coming up and you either you're gonna lie or you're gonna be honest about you know what's going on or what happened or da da da. So I think like exactly what Karina and Dante are saying, but just like be honest in the beginning. And if this is the person that God has for you, then you know what I'm saying? They're going to take a second to think about it, but it's going to work. You know what I'm saying? Like they're going to be like, you know, I'm willing to do this, but you have to be honest and be open and be upfront. Honestly, there's just, like, a level of trust that's, like, broken when you start lying about the little things because they start adding up. And it's, like, once you lose trust, it's just, like, not there anymore. So it's, like, there's really no getting it back because you're always going to be suspicious of what what are they doing behind closed doors or, like, what really happened with that person or whatever. Like, who wants to be living like that? Like, that's for me. I want to know everything. It don't have to be, like bam like let me tell you my life story right when we meet you but like when i want to ask you about some stuff yeah. it needs to like come up and it needs to come out because if god's gonna bring whatever truth truth always comes to the light anyway like yeah. whatever's done in the dark will always come to the light like always yo yeah and on the flip side of that and i 
and so I don't want to sound like hard, but the person on the opposite end of that, they have to be understanding too. So if the person is coming to Christ, if the person has come to Christ and, you know, they're taking the time to kind of walk you through everything and they're confessing to you and they're confiding in you. And yes, you guys have a, a, you know, you have a vested kind of stake in that because that's your girl, that's your guy. And it may have, you know, affect you emotionally or whatever. But if that person, like you really do, obviously the person can't be wilding and just doing some crazy yeah. stuff. But if say, if say it's in the past, like before they even came to Christ and they're just downloading and telling you everything, you got to have a, you got to have the grace to say, you know what? I trust this person's, they're a new, I, I trust that this person is a new person. Yeah. And though this pain, I may feel this pain now, I may feel these emotions now, I got to look at them as new renewed creation who's regenerated whose heart is different and the fact that they even opened up to tell me this that should signify that you know they really have changed or they are changing so i know it's it's hurt it hurts and it's hard but you do have to say okay let me move from that and try not to bring like because you can use that stuff in an argument or a fight and you just got to be mature and say all right i'm not gonna do that because i do truly forgive this person as though i I would want to be forgiven Okay, so my question is, what exactly are you telling them if you're being all super transparent? Am I telling them body count? Do I have to pull up Facebook, MySpace, Bebo? <laughs> Do I need to show you the face of every person that I'd had sex with? Because I started having sex when I was like 15. And I'm 24 now. So do I need to show you faces? Do I need to show you the occupation? Or is it on a need-to-know basis? Like, oh, hey, babe, we're about to run into this person. I just want to let you know that prior to you, me and this person had a fling. So that ain't going to come across. But, like, do I really need to sit down and, like, do I need to create a portfolio of everybody I engage with sexually? I'm just saying. Because it'll be a um, I, w- I would say it's like I think the problem that deters people from being honest is because it gets hyped up in your mind like like I have to tell every little detail you know obviously you don't got to go back to little Billy when I was 15 but like we need to be able to get to a point where you ha- can have a mature conversation about it because you got to think about now we're talking about sexually transmitted diseases like you know if I plan on marrying you um, Negro, we gotta get tested. You know what I'm saying? Excuse my language, but you know what I'm saying. But people don't want to talk about that. But how else? <laughs> but how else am I gonna know if we're not having that conversation? Yeah. If if my body count is one and yours is 15, we gonna have some digging to do. You know what I'm saying? And for me personally, I've been in situations where right now in my current relationship, um, I got told, okay, I'm going to meet a friend. But it was whole time the Lord told me it was an ex girlfriend. But then you try to create trust, right? To think you're not crazy. And it was the ex-girlfriend. So it's like stuff like that. You got to be understanding, you know, God, prep your heart, whatever. But I need to know because that's an ex. Mm-hmm. You can't lie about if the person is present in your life yeah. or, and you know, we females, we don't play that. <laughs> and you know, so, and men, no, no disrespect to y'all. But you know, y'all be like, oh, you know, we can make everybody work. Or sometimes females do that. We be like, oh, he don't matter. But low key, that's where the trust comes in. I need to know if Susie or Billy going to roll up on you. I need to know, is that just a friend or is that? a friend you know and i don't i don't think there's a hard and fast rule like yo every single person that i talk to i got to tell everything yeah, to them because yeah. some people may say you know what i don't even want to know about your past i want to move forward and it's just gonna be me yeah. and you somebody else might be like yo lay it all out i want to see the portfolio i want to see where you're investing where you where you put your stocks etfs your bonds i need to know it all <laughs> you know but so i think it also depends on how familiar you are like i said we knew each other since young so like we had to lay it all out but if i met her when i was 
in my mid twenties, she may not have won that. So I think it just really depends. Yeah. But I'm just saying. <clears throat> If I meet somebody tomorrow, do no. I have to tell you about everything in my life? No, because I think it's tomorrow. Sis. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And then also one thing I wanted to address. In comparison to body count, one body count, 15 body count. Any time that you commit sin, sexual sin, you have the potential of reaping the consequences. Right. So one in 15, yeah. it could be the same situation. Yeah. So don't trust the ones either. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I think I think I know you're probably just like just like joking. But like, yeah, like but like if I meet Billy tomorrow, I'm not going to lay it all out. I'm only going to lay it all out if there's investment. I don't need to tell you what my body count is and if I'm going to, because I need direction. I'm not going to pull out my whole closet for you if you ain't trying to do something with it. Okay, unless you're trying to clean my closet out and redecorate it, then we can do that. Okay? Because see, because see, because if I'm pouring it out to you, you can take advantage of me and then try to bring in some familiar clothes and say, put this on and that's not what I wear. Okay? Okay? Let me get somebody to That's not my size. Okay? Somebody is preaching on this podcast. Fire, 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 fire. <laughs> 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 Ooh, goodness gracious. Uh, we got to take a break. <laughs> Five-minute break. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs>